Hey, welcome to Bottomless Bubbles podcast with Jonna and Amalia. We're best friends with a love for all things sparkling. Champagne, cava, prosecco, you get the idea. I can't tell you how many brunches we've been to over which we endlessly shared our opinions and experiences, considered comedy careers, or at least an open mic night. Luckily for you, we brought all that here. We're finally ready to share our self-indulgent worldviews, maybe some life lessons, and hopefully make you laugh along the way. Should we get another bottle? bottle of Vouv to drink today so that we can celebrate our first episode of Bottomless Bubbles podcast. (laughs) It's officially become our favorite sound to make. Nice air horns. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I got Vouv because it's like kind of luxury, but not totally going to break the bank. And I feel like we've drank it on some pretty special occasions in our friendship. So um, I figured it what a better way to start our podcast than to get some booze. Um, we should probably introduce ourselves. Do you want to go first? Um, sure. So my name is Jonna. I am a pastry chef in Milwaukee where I was born and raised. Um, I'm the middle child. <laughs> Sorry if it gets annoying. <laughs> um. I love traveling. It's become a pretty extensive part of my adult life, I feel like. Um, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings really take me back. I still binge both of them, both reading and movies, on a regular basis. Um, Being from Milwaukee, I really enjoy our sports teams there. Go Brewers and Bucks. I love going to baseball games. A lot of people think they're boring. But something about it just really takes me back to being a kid. Like, I think of, um, like, County Stadium with, like, my dad. and just getting burnt to shit in the bleachers. <laughs> but it was, like, such a good time. Um, I also really love live music. I'm not super picky. Like, of course, I love seeing my favorite acts. But I'm definitely down to just going to, like, some dive bar with live music at, in general. It's just the vibe. Um, I'm currently in a relationship, and our biggest problem is that he won't let me get a dog, <laughs> which I love doggies and grew up with at least two in the house at all times. So it's been a real, it's been a real rough go of it for the last eight months. No doggy. Um, I'm also a two-time college dropout. I just feel like it's important to say because I still have a thriving career and you don't need college for certain things and you're not a failure because you didn't finish. Um, I feel like that's all about me for now. I'm sure we'll get into more of this yeah. as the pod develops, but... Absolutely. I think that's a pretty good overview of you. Um, a lot of those things, I was like nodding my head along because either I agree or I feel very similarly. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, we're pretty similar. I'm Amalia, by the way. Um, I live in Madison um, from Illinois in my early childhood and then moved to Wisconsin. So I've been here almost as long as I was in Illinois. I think it's about even now. Um, do I get to say I'm from Wisconsin yet? I don't know. I think um, you're, you're a Wisconsinite. <laughs> you um, like cheese enough. True. I um, am a paralegal now. I used to work in mental health, and my current work is tied to mental health. I just am kind of removed from that therapy aspect of it because I am far too empathetic to still be doing, like, crisis work. Um, I also am in the service industry um, to fund my hobbies of traveling and going out to eat. (laughs) Um, I'm a Seahawks fan. Um, That's a huge part of my identity. I started watching football in like 2008 and decided that I would like football at that point. I was 18 and everybody else was super into it. And I was like, well, all right, I guess it's time for me to pick a team, but I didn't want to be a Bears fan and I didn't want to be a Packer fan because either of those would have been like bandwagon jumping. So it was like, I'm just going to be a Seahawks fan. And they were horrible. Um, and it's really paid off. And I think that's a huge part of who I am. Um, I do love baseball as well. Um, I've kind of switched teams every so often because I like didn't really watch it growing up. So I just kind of affiliated myself with the Cubs and then, um, decided to kind of like the Brewers and then, um, finally decided that I would just stick with Seattle and be a Mariners fan and kind of become tried and true with them. Spent a lot of time watching them in the bars. Was that enough introduction about myself? Yeah, I feel like it was great. Okay. We should talk about how we became friends. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's very beneficial to know our story. Yeah. And how this podcast really came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take us back. Almost a decade. Has it really been 10 years? Almost. We met, we met when we were 21. Oh, yeah. So we're just shy okay. of a decade. Yeah. Um. Little little Jana and little Amalia. <laughs> we were both just turned 21 because I remember I had started at Friday's Front Row at Miller Park about four months after my 21st birthday. Yeah. Friday's Front Row is a TGI Friday's restaurant Was. inside of Miller Park. It, it's shut down now. This Also the stadium formerly known as Miller Park. Aren't they renaming too? <laughs> yeah, so they kind of got screwed yeah, this year because this is obsolete. the naming rights expire in 2021 oh. for Miller. And then it goes I to see. American Family. Okay. But since there's, I don't, I feel like the season's still kind of up in the air mm-hmm. since, I mean, they agreed now to start. But I was reading like 30 players tested positive for COVID before they even started, so... Yeah, are they really going to get there? Who knows, right? Before winter rolls around. <laughs> right. Is it really even worth it at that point? Um, I remember starting, I knew one person there. That's kind of how I got the job. Mm-hmm. And a couple months into me working there, in walks Amalia. <laughs> and, you know, we worked a few shifts together. We became, like, work friends, I feel like, at first. And then... I remember we had, like, an all-star meeting right before baseball started to kind of go over, like, protocols and, like, come in through this entrance during game days and, like, park here and, like... Yeah, how dramatically different the season was going to be compared to the off-season. Yeah. This restaurant was open all All year year round. round. And, yeah, like, during the off-season, it was pretty similar to just, like, a regular restaurant. Like, you know, busy Friday, Saturdays, Mm -hmm. like, mediocre every other day. Um, And I remember punching in, and Amalia punched in right after me, and she came up to me... (laughs) 
and I, I said, do you want to sit together? And she was like, well, duh, we're best friends. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I guess, I guess we're friends now. <laughs> <laughs> I declared you were my best friend. Yeah, you claimed me really quick. And I feel like the rest is history. After that, we started going out a lot. We were 21, so and it's we not were like making it's too much money too for much money 21 for year olds we to be making. Jeez. Honestly, it makes me contemplate going back to that life at some points. I'm like, why am I busting my ass 50 plus hours a week sometimes for a similar wage to what I was making? Like two shifts, three shifts yeah. a week. <laughs> I said something like mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago to my boyfriend about how the amount of money that I made in one week I could make in a weekend of baseball. I was like, I used to walk out of there with like 300 plus dollars in my pocket after one night. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why'd you ever quit? And I was like, I didn't want to be a lifer. Nothing against it, but I'm very career focused. So mm-hmm. yeah, you wanted something that you could like express your own creativity and not yeah, just be serving um, people. I think that career servers like really do a hard job and like yeah i mean it's so easy to get burnt out especially i feel like working in fine dining Mm -hmm. you see the people who are like career servers and bartenders and there's literally nothing wrong with that like you make so much money Mm -hmm. and it's like they take great pride in what they do yeah and the schedule is great you go to the grocery store at one o'clock in the afternoon when nobody else is there Uh, ideal it's the best (laughs) um but i feel like after that that day we really just our friendship was solidified written yeah. in stone yeah um i feel like in our early our early days we were spent mostly at bars and playing drinking games at home to desperate housewives and gossip girl oh yeah that was we have to find that list definitely the best where it was like take a drink when chuck bass does this or when chuck bass says <laughs> i'm chuck bass yeah take a drink or like I don't, I don't even remember. There was a really good, a good list of, like, eight to ten bullet points of, like, when to drink. Yeah. For both shows. Those are, like, our jam. Um, and then I feel like we, we had a good run. Yeah. And then you moved to Illinois. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's interesting how our friendship survived, but we've never lived in the same city. Never. Yeah, like, just even, like, I was in Waukesha. You were in Waukesha, and mm-hmm. I was in, like, South Milwaukee. Yeah. Which is still, it was, like, a 40-minute drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Between our homes. Um, But then I feel like, yeah, when we were, like, what, 22 or 23? Yeah, I graduated college after five years. <laughs> At least you didn't drop out twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I moved to Rockford um, to be dumb. <laughs> Got that. more on that later <laughs> yeah i moved um, to rockford to basically find a job and yeah it's pretty cheap and yeah i think our friendship kind of fell by the wayside at that point because like, we I both got into relationships I, that i came to visit you once in rockford mm-hmm. i spent like a weekend with you but i think that was really it and then yeah i got into a relationship <sighs> more on that later mm-hmm. that was pretty toxic and we really didn't see each other I can remember the last time we saw each other after I got into that relationship. You came to town one day. And we went to, we went to Six, Six Flags. Flags. Yeah. yeah. With a friend. Fun. It was the three of us. Yeah. It was a really good time. And then I don't feel like, I don't think I saw you again until after that relationship ended. 
and we kind of just like stopped talking for a while yeah just like kind of followed each other yeah. on social media right. and that was it yeah really just like a a bystander mm-hmm. a lurker in each other's lives <laughs> just lurking in the shadows making sure you're doing okay um and then when that relationship ended for me about a week later I texted Amalia almost immediately. It was like I took a few days to kind of process what had happened because it was like a five-year relationship, so. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I just took, you know, like a week to myself, and Amalia was one of the first people that I had reached out to <laughs> for emotional support because she's so kind. <laughs> um, and literally four days later, I was, like, driving to Madison to yeah. come and hang out with you. Yeah, there was no hesitation on my end when no. you were like, "We broke up," and I was like, "Yeah, okay, when are you I was kind of scared what because I was need? like, I was like, we haven't spoken in like four years. Like, is yeah. she even? Does she really even care anymore? Like, because I can kind of see like, fuck you. Like, you haven't talked to me. Yeah, like if I had moved on and just been like, okay, I'm sorry to hear that. Right, because I feel like I do have other friends casually. Like, yeah, let me know what out, you need, but I didn't even feel like I could have reached <laughs> mm-hmm. out to. But you literally, like, responded back within, like, mm-hmm. a minute. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, you didn't leave me unread. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I feel like after that, it's really just been smooth sailing. Yeah. We've done a lot together in, like, the last two and a half years. Had a lot of really special evenings together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was, like, late in the year. Yeah, it was, like, um, December. Yeah. So we ended up celebrating New Year's Eve with... Enough champagne. Oh, so much Vouv. <laughs> yeah. That was our first bottle of Vouv. Together. I, it might have been my first really bottle of Vouv altogether, actually. I don't... That was, I think, the first bottle of Vouv I've ever purchased. Mm-hmm. But I had definitely drank it just at the restaurants. It's not like I was yeah. ever, like, hanging out with bougie people buying nice champagne. Yeah. Well, I've, like, been working for a nonprofit or in the industry, but mostly nonprofit work and so yeah. I didn't really have the funds to like yeah go and spend a ton of money on any sort of alcohol and yeah I think when we became friends again we both kind of had turned a corner in our lives that we were able to start getting more expensive yes drinks yeah I was thinking about that the other <laughs> yeah. day about how like if you would have asked me four years ago mm-hmm. to buy any sort of alcohol that was $50 plus, $40 plus. I'd have been like, you're insane. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. Like, I'm not doing it all the time. Like, I'm not just going to the store and spending $60 on one bottle. But for an occasion. Yeah. Like, I remember it being an issue to even buy like a $10 bottle at some points. Like, yep. So I feel like it really sets something over where you're at in your life and you can upgrade. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you think of other friends in your life that, like, have gone away and come back? Not really. I feel like when I was younger, I kind of cut people out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always feel like it was for a reason. And maybe they also did that for reasons that were just, like, maybe we're not a good fit as mm-hmm. friends. I honestly feel like you're one of the only people that I've, like, grown distant from that we were able to just really seamlessly fall back together Mm -hmm. in a friendship. Um, 
What about you? Yeah. I think that's a mark of like a really good friend. Um, I have friends that like moved away or I moved away from them um, and we stayed kind of connected and in touch. Yeah. Um, And then when we lived in the same town again, it was like instantly back where we left off or like any time that we would visit with each other there it was like absolutely no time had passed yeah yeah I think that's really important in a friendship that like it doesn't really matter like what season of life you're in yeah yeah I feel like I guess thinking of it like that I could probably say I had a few friends like that Mm -hmm. where like after college it was just kind of like you didn't really talk but I do feel like if I saw them somewhere or something, like, we would spend a great deal of time just, like, catching up and, like, but, n- like, I'm not reaching out to people because I'm the cold one here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had actually forgotten. I was, um, I had taken a trip out to L.A. just to check it out, watch some baseball. Um, I think I got a cheap flight out there and I was like, well, why not? Yeah. Um, and I was out there and a friend of mine saw that I was in town and I had completely forgotten that she moved out there she's like oh my gosh how long are you in town for and I spent like we got together that next day and spent the whole day together and it was just the most fun yeah I think I've had yeah that's I feel like a really nice Mm -hmm. uh like feeling and also just like oh I wasn't crazy this person does like me and wants to be my friend still just distance like yeah yeah it's hard and I social media I think can kind of affect like your ability to stay close with people because you have this feigned sense of intimacy right yeah like you can see what's going on in their life right you're not they're not sharing that with you directly feel like I can relate to that because Mm -hmm. I have a a person who I was really good friends with through high school even through college and it was kind of the same like when I started dating my ex-boyfriend part I mean I kind of blame him for this where like I felt like I had to cut my friends out of my life to keep him in my life Mm -hmm. and I had cut this one person out and we were very good friends like I remember talking about like our weddings and like what it would be like when we got married Mm -hmm. and like when we grow up like let's do this and like let's go here and like let's experience that together and it kind of just all went away but we're still friends on social media and I still see her posting and like I saw that she like got engaged and like all this other stuff and I'm like oh these are like the life moments that like I was supposed to be there for yeah kind of Uh so like it's almost bittersweet it's like yeah I'm like living in the shadows of your life on social media but like still feeling the feelings of like I don't know I wish we could still be friends yeah I wonder if like there hadn't been like social media if she would have called you after she got engaged to like tell you about it um but Probably now it's like not. she doesn't have a need to because yeah, you can like just everyone see, can it. see it. Like, oh, she liked mm-hmm. it anyways on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think your favorite part of our friendship has been? Hmm. Probably going to London together. Oh, that's what I was going to yeah. say. The ability to travel and not resent mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. You, um, right when we like rekindled our friendship had said I really want to go to London and I was like all right let's go yeah because there was no hesitation for me and I kind of just invited myself along on your trip which kind of made me glad because I was yeah I asked like my sister and she was like oh I'm going to Ireland like the following April and she was like I can't really swing two trips within like eight months of each other yeah 
like both it's a like, lot of time to schedule, schedule yeah work and... schedule and money but um and I was like oh I don't really have anyone else that I'd really like want to go with or that I think would just be like fuck yeah let's go yeah so I just was like I guess I'll go alone and it came up casually and you're like yeah so when's the trip <laughs> yeah like, literally let's plan it yeah I don't know who decided that it should be a birthday trip Maybe you had said that you wanted to go I for your I think I was going to go in September regardless. Yeah. And our birthdays are a week apart. <laughs> Same year. <laughs> I'm older. Yeah. I'm wiser. <laughs> Probably true, actually. But, um, yeah, that was definitely the first. We've gone twice, actually. Yeah. Back-to-back we back years yeah, for our birthday. Two years for our birthday. My mom asked me if we were sad that we weren't going this year for our birthday. And I was like, absolutely. I was like, well, we weren't planning on going, but now that we can't go, I I am sad. (laughs) I really think I would have changed my mind pretty last minute. Yeah. I think if we had I feel like if this time rolled around and there was no COVID-19 and like travel restrictions. Mm -hmm. We would have decided to go back. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Because like (laughs) speaking of friendship, like when we went to London the first time. I think on our first day, it was we the had first day. We decided to stay in Chelsea, which is kind of like the richer area of London. And we went to a few bars and like just had like a cocktail here and a cocktail there. And we realized like these places are bougie. So where's the, where's the corner pub? Like yeah, we needed something very Milwaukee. Yeah, where's the <laughs> where's the dive bar? Yeah, yeah, we found it. We found it. Yeah. We were walking back to our Airbnb, and out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, that place looks a little divey. <laughs> Yeah, all of the lights are all of the way up. You can see a pool table in the back. Yeah. It might as well have had an old style sign hanging out <laughs> front. P- some PBR sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we popped in. We're like, well, let's just go have one because it was like a five minute walk to Airbnb from this place. So it was like no big. Um, also, mind you, this is literally the day we landed. Mm-hmm. We took no naps. So we landed, dropped our shit off at the Airbnb And we're like, well, let's go walk around Chelsea and, like, maybe find food or just, you know, have a couple drinks. And we walk in, we sit down at the bar, order a beer, and within one minute. Yeah. Good old, good old daddy. I mean, David. Yeah. Uh, It's David. He's an author. He's an author. Check out his book. Um, But he walked up to us and was like, what are you guys doing here? Yeah, you're not from around you're, here. Oh, yeah, you're not from around here. Yeah. <laughs> you're too pretty to be here. <laughs> yeah, we had definitely walked into the working class, the only working class bar in Chelsea. Yeah. Not the only one, but basically what we were told is that girls like us don't go into bars yeah. like that. And it was like, little do you boys know. <laughs> little do you know that this is the only place we'd be yeah. at if this is at home. Yeah. Um. Yeah, David introduced us to his cousin and then a couple of couple his of friends, friends, and we were very fast friends with them. Yeah. It was an easy friendship. Yeah. We're, yeah. I think we spent pretty much every day the rest of the trip with them. Not Not entirely. every day. No, we would, like, do our own thing. We'd, we like, go exploring, the and then, like, at night when we'd, like, go out, mm-hmm. we would reconnect. And, yeah. It was yeah. like, all right, when you boys are done with work, we'll find you at the Riley or another bar. <laughs> the riley yeah rep it's pretty sad parting away from them at the end of the trip and after a few months back in the u.s i think we were both just like kind of reminiscing on it it was like we should go back yeah 
And then I was like, well, why not just go back? Yeah, really what's no stopping us, to. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went again last year in 2019. I think it was even better. I think the second time was better because I felt like we really, like, obviously we don't know our way around London, but, like, mm-hmm. we understood how, like, the tube works. We understood, like, I don't know. Like, it was easier, like, getting around and going place to place. Like, I didn't feel as, like, discombobulated. Mm-hmm. Um, there was less rush to need to, to need see to see shit. Yeah, like, because the first time we did, like, the whole walking tour, we went to, like, Buckingham and, like, the center of London. Yeah, and Parliament. And- yeah, like, we went and we saw all, like, the historical things that, like, you should see. Like, we went to Kensington. Like, mm-hmm. and the second time was just, like more of a vacation Mm -hmm. than like than anything like it just felt like time off like I didn't feel like I had any like responsibility to like go Mm -hmm. see things do the quote-unquote old person's trip yeah that we felt like we had to do the first time to explain you know what we did when we talked to our family right instead of just like we went to the bar every day yeah I had brunch four I times had brunch and <laughs> got drunk by 12 <laughs> on multiple occasions yeah. we also had more money the second time around we were a little bit more planful yeah about it or maybe just weren't like better financial positions in yeah, our lives so there wasn't any like stress about like yeah i had a savings account the second yeah. time we went so like the first time mm-hmm. we went when we got back to chicago and i checked my bank account i think i had four dollars in my bank yeah. account left i had to have my sister venmo me cash <laughs> So that I could make it home. Yeah. I think like, that's, that's good about, like, our friendship, though. I, like, especially traveling with someone that it wasn't, like, I'll get this round and you get the next round. Or, like, we didn't do it on, like, Splitwise or something else. Yeah. Where it was, like, very dollar by dollar. It was casual. kind of just, like, yeah, like, I'll get lunch. You got breakfast or not, Yeah. Whatever. I feel like it's generally pretty it's nice fair. But part of, like, our friendship is, like, I don't really, even if I had to pay for you for mm-hmm. a whole day, yeah. I don't feel like. It's because you're, like, trying to take advantage of me. You're, yeah. like, I don't feel like I need to be, like, Venmoing you for, like, $17.42 because yeah. that's how much. The minute we leave the restaurant. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I know you'll get me back and I know yeah. you do the same thing. Like, right. oh, I can't afford the train fare. Yeah. Great, I got you. It's fine. Yeah. I just think it what goes around comes around. Right. You are always just paying it forward for your friends. There's never right. a time that, like. Yeah, I think some friendships can get kind of one-sided that way, especially, like, if you're the generous friend. Yeah. Some people can take advantage of that. Yeah. I feel like I've experienced that. Yeah. Because I feel like I am a generous friend, mm-hmm. um, where, like, I would do anything to help a friend. Yeah. But I don't always feel like it's repaid, or, yeah. like, I don't feel like it's a two-way street all the time. Yeah. Like, and maybe... I f- feel I, like... I wonder if that's because maybe that's just not that person's love language like maybe I, I like to give gifts and like i try to yeah. be generous towards other people because i think that's how you show that you care about them and maybe yeah. that's just not the way that they express that so they don't see a need to like pay for right you. yeah yeah like quote unquote gift you yeah lunch or like i don't know i just feel i feel like it's not even a um like i'm not just like giving you something mm-hmm. it's just like i can see that you need something mm-hmm. so like i'm here for it yeah but that's definitely tough when you have a friend that doesn't reciprocate. Yeah. Or, like, doesn't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think makes a good friend? Oof. I feel like that's a really 
large question to unpack. It definitely is. Um, I feel like the number one thing you need is, is loyalty. That's a good one. That is not the number one thing that I would have thought of. I feel like for me, I'm a very loyal friend mm-hmm. and I feel like I have your back 100% mm-hmm. until you do something to completely like betray me or like wrong me. Mm-hmm. But it takes like me being completely fucked over for me to be like, okay, this friendship is dead. So I feel like if you can't give the same level of like loyalty, mm-hmm. I don't think that you're going to have yeah. a thriving friendship. Yeah. And that probably comes in degrees too because you have like your closest friends and then right. it kind of like branches yeah. out in like circles, right. ripples basically around that. So yeah, there's what a certain you? amount of loyalty. What would you say is your like, number the one? The number one. Yeah. Because obviously um, there's more that goes along with that. Like I'm not just like, oh, you yeah. will never like yeah, spill my secrets, but you're shitty in every other way. Yeah. <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> um, I don't want to say like-mindedness because I don't think that's it. Yeah. Because I think that you should and do like meet different kinds of people and you learn from them. Yeah. If you were only surrounded by like-minded people... Um, you can't grow. You can't grow as a person, right? Yeah. That makes a good friend. Maybe loyalty is the right word. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's just, like, compassion and understanding. Yeah. Maybe more like the emotional connection. You need, like, the empathetic. Yeah. I need someone to know who I am, like, at my core, like, the things that I've been through, or to be able to relate to my experiences. Right. To have that empathy, or maybe it's the sense of humor. I think. <laughs> well, duh, we're so funny. Yeah, so it needs to be yeah. funny. One of us has to be the funny one. <laughs> um, making friends as an adult. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy, it's... especially like in my like professional career. Everybody is at least ten years older than me, except for one person. And it, we're in totally different phases of life, especially because, like, I don't have children. Ugh, and... That's such a tough one. Yeah. Because I can really relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, being friends with parents. Yeah, it's kind of tough because mm-hmm. I have a lot of close friends that I would consider really good friends who either are married with kids or just have kids in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a large part of their life that I just can't relate to. Yeah. Like, obviously, I love their kids. And, like, nothing against people having children, obviously. But it's, like, especially when I was single. Yeah. Because a lot of my friends that I do have in Milwaukee are parents. And they're, like, yeah, I'm not going out to get fucked up at 11 (laughs) on a Tuesday. Like, my kid has school tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm, like, I don't, like, that's what my lifestyle is. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I have, it's not like they're all older than me either. It's, like, just similar ages we just Mm -hmm. went down different paths like Mm -hmm. so it's definitely a tough one making adult friends is hard yeah I think yeah being friends with parents I have a couple of friends who have young children at home and I just absolutely adore their kids but it at this point now I can't be like come visit me in Madison because we live in different towns and so it's hard to even say like the things that we used to enjoy doing like let's go to Six Flags or let's go see a movie or whatever because there's just they probably don't want to leave home because 
think most parents kind of like their kids and they like hanging out at <laughs> I home. Think, I think if you have family. them, you, pre- you probably like them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's hard. And then I feel like I'm in like a weird place because I'm like, I can't fully relate to my parent friends. Yeah. But also working in a restaurant, like it's really hard becoming friends with people who are five, six, seven years younger than you. And like, yeah, we live similar lifestyles, but like at the end of the day, I'm also just a bit more mature. Like, yeah, I don't want to go get blacked out on Tuesday. Like I'm down to go have a few drinks or like whatever, but it's just a different lifestyle. Yeah, that's who we were. Because, like, I, right, I look back when to, When we were like, 21 and 22. When we were young, like, yeah, I would not be friends with my 21-year-old self. Yeah. When know. I'm 30, like, almost 30. Yeah. And there's, like, a way to, like, be friends with those kind of people, but you can't get, like, super close. Yeah. And I think moving towns or, like, states away would be so hard. It'd like, be detrimental. Would we, where like, would you even start? to make friends again you'd have to pick up some some outside hobbies you'd have to join like bar league softball or Mm -hmm. like i feel like you'd have to do something like that yeah to kind of like by yourself you'd have to be so brave i actually i guess i did that when i moved to madison i was gonna say like i would do that i feel like i could see you doing that like yeah i started swing dancing when i moved to madison i did like swing dancing classes and then like got into like the swing scene and i made a couple of friends there i don't feel like you're the kind of person who's like afraid to do shit by themselves it takes a i have to feel very emboldened oh really to do it yeah i kind of gotta like build myself up oh to go and do it all that i just always pictured you being like i can go to the movies alone see i've never gone to a movie alone greatest thing in the world can sit wherever you want to sit you don't have to share your popcorn which you can put all of the butter on it that you want to your liking you can see whatever movie you want to see i just think when you're going to see a movie with friends it's like okay what does everybody want to see the last movie i saw in a theater was with you oh really it was a simple oh, truth i love going to the theater and now that yeah. that's not allowed canceled. <laughs> yeah it's been sad i was listening to a podcast today um that had jack black on it and he was listing off several movies that were like in theaters last year um and i was just like oh yeah i still need to see that i still need to see that and it's then i realized like there hasn't been movies in so long yeah kind of like out of touch with the whole movie scene yeah i don't i used to be really into going to the movies and then something about like i don't know i just kind of like i just don't get it Mm -hmm. why do i i just don't want to spend that much money to go like sit in public we save the comfy chairs now yeah but i think going to the theater is such a different experience because you don't have your phone out you're not like playing a game at the same time as watching a movie and it's like a shared experience that other people are having and watching a movie like i I go to the theater alone but i'm not alone in the theater i would rather sit at home completely alone yeah and watch something by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're going to cry. Oh, yes. A good cry. Yeah. Because I could never cry in public. I mean, I have cried in public. <laughs> <laughs> Just after a couple of drinks or two. <laughs> well, I mean, remember how we were talking about our New Year's Eve? Oh, yeah. Our <laughs> first New Year's Eve reunited as friends. Yeah. Do you remember me crying in public at brunch the oh. following day? And at midnight. And at midnight. Yeah, it was a 
I was a hot mess. Yeah. You had just gone through a pretty severe breakup, though. Yeah, brunch was pretty, uh, it was rough. I was hungover as fuck, <laughs> waiting for our food to come. And I swear to God, we were the only, like, friends in the restaurant that we went to. Everyone else was, like, a couple. Yeah. And they are like, extra lovey-dovey, mm-hmm. eating each other's fucking pancakes and waffles. Yeah. And just looking around, I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> will I ever be happy again? I will never be happy again. Yeah. Do I want to be back in that relationship? The answer was no. I yeah. don't want to be back in that relationship. But... Those are pretty normal emotions to feel after a breakup. I just remember our server like dropping off our food mm-hmm. and like just the look of like uncomfortability on her face. I'm really sorry to whoever you were. Yeah. I think I've had that experience as the server, like going up to a yeah. table that's clearly fighting or someone's crying. When it's like a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've experienced, I, when we worked at Fridays, mm-hmm. I was serving a table and the guy literally gave her divorce papers mm. while they were eating their, like, pot stickers or whatever the fuck they had. Their JD chicken strips or whatever they yeah, were. <laughs> right. It's, like, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Also, that man has no tact. Yeah. <laughs> even a little bit. Is he trying to make her feel even worse? Even worse. Right. Should we talk about multiple best friends? Uh, what are multiple best friends? I think that it's okay to have multiple best friends. I think so, too. I feel yeah. like I would probably consider you my, like, best best friend. Mm-hmm. Sorry to anyone else listening that thought that you held that. <laughs> you think you're number no. one? You're not. Um, I just think it's because we've known each other for so long and, like, have experienced so many, like, life things together mm-hmm. that I feel like we just relate on so many more topics. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like I have more than one best friend. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have more than one because each one kind of has their own lane in your life. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. There's people that I go to for, like, give it to me straight advice. <laughs> That's me. And then there's people I go to that are, there's people that I go to that are, like, going to pump me up. And then there's, like, the going out friends or there's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, like, the childhood best friends. Yeah. Yeah, everybody just has, like, their own spot. Yeah. I don't think that you could rely it's like, on just one it's person. It's like you have certain needs that get fulfilled mm-hmm. by each friend. Yeah, they fill up your cup a different mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I couldn't imagine just relying on you. And I feel like I'm a different friend to each of those people. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I'm the same friend to you as I am to one mm-hmm. of my other, like, mm-hmm. really good friends. Yeah. Not to say that it's, like, better or worse, just, mm-hmm. like, a different type of friendship. Yeah. And you've met some of my best friends. Actually. Yeah, and I like, feel like I've become really good friends with some of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've, like, baked one of their wedding cakes and, yeah. I did. Yeah. Became pretty good friends with some of my other friends. And... Yeah. It's always nice when your friends can become friends. Yeah, it's so awkward to introduce them. Like, because you decide to bring someone new into the group, and so now you're responsible for the way that they the act, way that they act, the things that right. they say. The worst would be like if you brought a friend into your group, mm-hmm. and like I'm just like picturing like this scenario where like you bring someone in to like go out or something, mm-hmm. like 
Yeah, just something just very get, like, casual. Just, right, and it's, like, real cash, but they end up getting, like, blacked out mm-hmm. drunk. It's like, okay, well, I can never bring you around my friends yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, an ambassador of your friendship when they it's come like in. It's, like, an extension of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, these are the kind of people you hang out with besides me. I don't know. Like, <laughs> does that knock you down a few levels? My mom always said that, like, you're only as good as the friends you keep. The company you keep, yeah. Yeah, she's a very big advocate for that phrase. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of merit true. to that. Like, yeah, I've definitely yeah, had to distance myself from some toxic people. Yeah, like if you're friends with someone who is a pile of shit, like what does that say about you? If you're yeah. like okay with their toxic bad behaviors, mm-hmm. I feel like it says a lot about how you carry yourself as a person, honestly. Yeah. I feel like those are the friends that it's okay to cut out. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least like... For me, it's almost like I I still care about them, mm-hmm. but I don't agree with the choices that they've made mm-hmm. or the influence that they have over my life. So it's like you kind of just, like, take a step back, but, and this is not what happened with you, but, like, in the same way that you reached out right. after a bad time, I think if those people reached out, I would still be like, yeah, what do you need? Maybe yeah. that's just I feel who like I am. I don't also, know if that's... Also, though, looking at it as, like, yeah... If you're reaching out because you, like, need help or, like, mm-hmm. are going through something, maybe you've grown from whatever, like, hurt you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe you've changed. Like, yeah, maybe you were a really shitty friend and, like, something happened and you kind of took time and were like, whoa, I was kind of a shitty friend. Yeah. And, like, are coming back to this, the friendship as a better version of you. Yeah. And then that friendship can thrive. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that's a really good point to not just be, like... To you not were just shitty, completely eighty six someone like right like mm-hmm. yeah you were a, a ship egg when you were twenty four but like you know it's been five years like maybe you're not a shitty person anymore yeah I don't think holding like a grudge yeah. against anybody really has ever done anybody any good right because I feel like even friends that like I felt like I was really close to at one point and like maybe distanced myself because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like we were in the same like lane Mm -hmm. as far as life goes or like we were just going down different paths i feel like if anyone ever reached out because they needed help or like we're going through a tough time i don't know that i would ever be like sorry you were a dick to me when we were 22 yeah like i just don't think that that would ever be what i would do like i feel like i'd maybe keep the friendship at a distance like arm's length like i wouldn't be too open or vulnerable with the person until you could kind of like you know see where they're at and like how they've changed or like has the relationship that we have like or that we had in the past has it changed or Mm -hmm. are we just gonna fall back into the same like toxic behaviors that cost us to distance ourselves Mm -hmm. in the first place you like proceed with caution yeah basically so speaking of friends and having groups of friends yeah Versus your best friend, me, obviously, always. Just kidding. It's all your other best friends. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm never you... picking a maid of honor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Elopement only. Yeah. Luckily, I have one sister, so it's easy for me to be like, baby girl, you number one. Because we've been talking about that since, you know, mm-hmm. birth. Yeah. Um, But would you rather maintain friendship with all of your friends but have to cut me out completely 
Forever? Forever. Or would you rather keep me as your best friend but have to cut out all your other friends? (laughs) I should turn it around on you. Do you think you would enjoy being my (laughs) only friend? (laughs) I think I would have to keep the rest of my friends and i'm really hurt right now lose you but and also i just okay you turning be- it around on me <laughs> i don't know that i could be your only friend yeah because i'm needy you have a lot of needs <laughs> and i know that i am not emotionally capable of fulfilling all of said needs yeah i don't think you have enough time to <sighs> respond to me i know it's as already often as kind i of, need responses it's, it's already kind of a struggle sometimes yeah oh well <laughs> R.I.P. to I, Bottomless Bubbles. This is the first and last episode, everyone. Yeah. Well, catch you back next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week, but last episode. <laughs> yeah, I think to our points earlier, it's just like all of your friends do something different for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that I could lose everyone. Just I would just have to sacrifice you. <gasps> the for sacrificial my, lamb. For my own happiness. <laughs> it's fine. I'm a middle child. I understand. Would, do you think we would... In the scenario, do we become enemies? Or is it just like... No, I think it's like I'm just dead. I don't actually die, but it's like you cut me out like I'm dead. (laughs) It's like a breakup. Yeah. You don't go back to the person. You just end it. Yeah. We are just in prison from each other for Mm -hmm. forever. I'm in Azkaban. I would visit you. I'm just out of Azkaban. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hmm. Would you rather be the funniest person but not think anyone else is funny ever, so everything else is just dull and boring, or would you rather be able to enjoy and appreciate everybody else's comedy but you are not funny? I would rather be the funniest. Really? Yeah. But then the rest... Everything else you consume is boring. I like every comedy kind movie of is feel boring. Like that. I'm just kidding. Wow. I don't think I'm the funniest, but I. <laughs> I just feel like. I like being the best. Yeah. You're pretty competitive. <laughs> yeah. So like, I would hate if I wanted to be a funny person if I mm-hmm. really, uh, loved all things comedy, and then I was just the least funny person you could ever imagine (laughs) i think that would be detrimental to my like identity yeah your mental health (laughs) yeah like check me in because i would really struggle i think yeah i feel like you'd be the opposite yeah i need to enjoy comedy yeah i feel like you would be the opposite of like you would enjoy the funnies yeah and not be funny yourself (laughs) i would give up my own comedy to still appreciate other people See, like you're, you you're so much <laughs> so much more selfless than me yeah you selfless me selfish <laughs> <laughs> this is like a um yin and yang yin and yang j and a all right well i think that that does it yeah for today I think that's everything. We can let the people get on with their lives. I mean. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our first episode. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Yes. It really helps us. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bottomless Bubbles Podcast. 
Um, you can check out our website at bottomlessbubblespodcast.com for updates, all of our contact info. So if you have questions, concerns about our mental health or well-being, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, how much we're drinking. Yeah. We promise it's how, not that much. Yeah, we promise only a bottle per episode. Um, you can follow me at JJ Sacek on Instagram. You can find me at Amalia Becker on Instagram as well. And we'll see you next week. Cheers, Cheers everybody. Everyone.